Welcome to Speaking of Money with FCE Group. This is Fred Sloan, and today we're speaking with Artem Mashkov. Uh, Artem is an entrepreneur. He describes himself as an investor, founder, disruptor. Uh, Artem, thank you for joining us. Um, you have started uh, Intelligent Ventures, uh, and I guess that's a venture capital firm. How would you describe what you do, and could you tell us about an investment or two that you've made? Sure. Um, so what we do is we look for opportunities and then we marry them with execution, pretty much. And a lot of the times, people think that capital is the number one thing that a startup needs, but often it's the execution that a startup needs. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's basically what we do. We find people that are almost there or are already succeeding in a way, and then we give them a capital boost, but we also, most importantly, give them that management boost and we go in there and we consult and then we make the right connections. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, we don't have a lot of silent investments. We're fairly active in all our investments. Um, one of the, so I'll talk about an investment I've made. It's probably the best investment that I've ever done. Perfect. Um, I lost $92,000 on this investment and it's literally the best investment I've ever done. So that's a little uh, clickbait sh- uh, shock <laughs> over there. But the um, point being is I went to Baruch. I didn't, you know, I went, I had a, free ride, I didn't pay for school, and when I see an investment, uh, most important thing out of an investment is, besides the capital return, is the education you get from it, so the lessons I learned in that investment surpass any other investment, right, and uh, because of those lessons, I was able to invest later on and be more successful, and uh, I don't know if we have enough time. And what, to, what kind of company was that? It was an apparel company, and basically what happened was I got starstruck by certain aspects in the company. They were sponsored by uh, Sprite at the time. They were chosen to get free advertisement all over New York City because of uh, because of the All Star Game, um, and then certain things made sense, but it was a rushed decision because it was like a three day decision before Chinese New Year, and they needed to order. So I basically I was like their factor. Um, and you know the person went to my high school and I was in high school and there was a lot of validity there um, and you know they had connections with Peter Thiel so there's a lot of things that on the surface sounded right but then when you kind of dig into it and you do your due diligence you find out that you know it only 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 that surface looks good and then deep inside it's it, it, it was really bad um, so yeah I mean I learned a lot of lessons it was it was literally the best that's my tuition you know people come out of college with 250k in loans I I you know my, my tuition only cost 92,000 so that's what I'm saying it was it was a pretty good investment for me and the lessons lessons I learned I was able to apply further down the line and, and be successful so that's why I'm saying that's the best investment because if I didn't have that I could have gotten caught for a lot more uh, later on or have made worse decisions later down the line. So it sounds like um, even an unsuccessful investment can be a learning experience, can be a positive thing. Well, I always say that you don't learn from success. It's very difficult to learn from success because uh, you, you sometimes there's luck involved, or or you don't even look back at it. You never like you know you never dissect it, or if you can't find out, you just stop. Right? It's like oh, I'm not sure why this happened. But it was successful, so I guess I'm a genius, it worked. Mm-hmm. But when you fail, you really are forced to look down and, and like Monday morning quarterback it in a way. It's like, where did it go wrong? And you really break down that investment. Successful investments, you're like, okay, whatever. I got, you know, whatever it is. I, I was smart, I picked the right person. You never look at 
where did I mess up in this investment? What lesson? You don't you don't really pick that up from that. So yeah, I, I believe that you have to you you could truly only learn from uh, from I guess a failure, a capital failure. Mm-hmm. Uh, Artem, in an article you wrote for Inc. Magazine, you said that exceptional people are more valuable than exceptional ideas, um, uh, citing the futility of the first mover advantage. How do you find exceptional people? And so tell us a bit about that part of your process. So you have to put yourself out there and you have to be an exceptional person yourself. See, if you're not an exceptional person, other exceptional people are not gonna come to you. Uh, So that's why I'm very much about uh, kindness being a strength, not a weakness. Even if it does get taken advantage of, I'm totally okay with that. Because, you know, the kind of people you attract with kindness they're much better people overall and um, you just put yourself out there you show your value to the world and you give it freely and the right people will come will be around you and then but you have to you have to be active about it and you have to be vocal about it there's a lot of people who say that hey I want to do a good deed but I don't need to talk about it but then you're not going to be able to attract those right people so I'm totally okay if you want to if you want to donate a hundred million dollars and then spend a million dollars advertising that donation fine you know what I mean? That's that's just how it works. And then that will allow you to get $200 million. In a- right? So, um, yeah, just put yourself out there. Be a good person. Uh, don't don't expect anything back. And, and don't get discouraged if you don't get something back at first. Because it only takes one or two people that are truly exceptional to change your whole entire business life and everything around. So, that's how I would, I would do that. And... Uh- what advice would you give people in terms of the kind of education they should get, the kind of training they should get, and what are the skills that you think are important, in, uh, especially in a young person that you might be looking to hire or partner with? Right. So, it's, I, I like, I'm a little bit contrarian, as you guys noticed already. Um, a lot of entrepreneurs quit school, right? And I'm actually against that. I think that if you have an entrepreneurial spirit and you have the street smarts, as you say, Education becomes even more important at that point because a, a good entrepreneur is always well-rounded, and I think that's what's missing from a lot of entrepreneurs right now is they don't have those street smart uh, book smarts. Uh, so I, I do believe, and for me, I had my business already, and then I went back to school, so, and and I and I finished my degree. I got a business degree from Brew College. Um, so yeah, I, I I look for people that are well-rounded and they don't have to be good at everything, but they need to be kind of aware of multiple things. So I think that's very important, and vice versa. If you if you're super book smart, uh, and you have all these great education, you have the MBA, you have the PhD, but you've never done any kind of practical work, I think that's that's also super important. I think everybody should do sales once in their life. I think everyone should uh, do public speaking. Like those are those are skills that are becoming more and more important in today's society. And a lot of people that are book smart. They, they're not comfortable, for example, in public speaking, so they'll have all this great research, all these great ideas, and they're not able to present them mm-hmm. and sell the public on them. Mm-hmm. And that's just a shame, because mm-hmm. there's a graveyard of great ideas. Mm-hmm. Um, Artem, you're an investor in uh, new businesses, you create businesses. Uh, do you also invest in the capital markets, stocks, bonds, and if so, how do you, how do you see that? And while we're on that topic, uh, how do you see the financial advisory industry today? All right, so, um, I wouldn't say I invest in the capital markets. I would say I gamble in the capital markets. And I'm, listen, I'm, I'm aware of the fact that uh, I'm not a professional, right? So what happens is I, like, I love sports, but, the, but then 
there's I don't really like baseball, so there's nothing for me to cheer for in the summertime. And that's when I started playing with stocks. And I love consumer tech. And, and I'm a heavy Facebook user. Um, I'm on Twitter. I'm on LinkedIn. Uh, and that's kind of how I, I don't invest. It's gambling or, or I guess fandom where I put money behind stocks that as a consumer I like. And um, there's emotion involved there, but I have a good time with it. But at the same time, I don't uh, put a lot of my assets towards that. I mean, at the time, uh, I, I started investing in stocks or whatever, gambling or whatever it is, donating. Mm-hmm. Um, it was probably maybe like 5% or, or, or 4% of my total portfolio. Uh, and it grew now, but that's just because the companies I like happen to be good, but that's, it's a bull market, right? I don't, I don't have the right like hedges or anything like that. Um, I think that if you're going to be investing and you're, and, and you're expecting money, right? That's not where my majority of my money comes from and that's not where the majority of my savings are. But if that's where you're expecting, you should be doing it with a professional. Because I've seen so many people right now just flush their money down the toilet with crypto or uh, penny stocks. And it's one thing to flush your money because you're gambling and you're aware of that. I'm like, like, I respect that. If you want to bet $100 on the Knicks, cool. You want to bet a hundred dollars on snapchat what's the difference you know like I, I i don't i don't like when people like look down on others and say well what are you an idiot investing in snapchat no if you like snapchat and you want to put a hundred dollars on it and you think they're going to be successful fine as long as you label that in your head as this is not a financial move this is an emotional move right same thing as you betting on sports I, i'm not going to tell anyone to stop betting unless they're betting have their salary on it mm-hmm. um so i think it's important to have professionals put those triggers and they and you can still have kind of it's, it's just a level of fun you could have but you can still have fun with it because they could advise you they just tell you you know what kind of hedges to make to to affect, uh, to save yourself given that I don't think our generation the current market are really I guess thinking about their finances right now so to me I think that financial advisors where there'll be more of an opening for them and where they'll be more needed I think are is in the startup space there's a lot of these startups, their CFOs, all they know is how to raise money, I guess. That's what a CFO is. Hey, you have a lot of networks, you have a lot of rich friends, you're the CFO, go find us money, right? But they don't even know what the market rates are for their kind of startups or kind of multiples. You have companies that are commodities and they're trying to do, to raise 5X their revenue and like, God, that's not your multiple. Even publicly traded companies are not doing that. You're not discounted for X, Y, Z. So I think there's a big, big, uh, Hole to be filled with professionals in the finance and financial advisors for startups. I think they're sorely, sorely needed. And a lot of companies, they fail not because it's an idea is bad or the team is bad, it's because they run out of money. Mm-hmm. They just burn through their money before they're able to succeed. Mm-hmm. And the reason they do that is because they do stupid things. They don't collect from their clients properly, they don't charge the right interest rates, uh, or they get into holes with like brushing cash advances, mm-hmm. right? Because they don't know what the true APR of that is. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, Artem, you've certainly given our listeners a lot to think about today. Uh, Artem Mashkov, we really appreciate you being with us on Speaking of Money. Thank you very much. Thank you.